You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. So uh, next on this list, I have DeAndre Carter, and, you know, he's still available in a lot of leagues. Um, you know, there is a chance. So Brandon Staley said that Kinnell is going to practice this week. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that Kinnell will play. So if Kinnell doesn't play, like DeAndre Carter will still be in play. They're going up against the Chiefs this week. Okay, and Carter, you know, his last two games, he's been solid. You know, double-digit fantasy points each of the last two weeks. He caught that long touchdown early in the game against San Francisco. The Chiefs haven't been good against slot wide receivers. So this is adding up for Paris. Can- I mean, I'm sorry, DeAndre Carter to have another, you know, solid game in PPR leagues against the Chiefs. Yeah. And historically, these two teams, when they play each other, they put up a lot of points. You know, the fireworks are a plenty between these two teams, even though Keenan Allen and Mike Williams aren't. They, I don't think they're both. I don't think either of them are supposed to play. But Justin Herbert, I don't know if you watched him in the last game. He looked. Obviously, the stat line wasn't spectacular, but he seems to be like all the way back from whatever hurting that he had. And he, he his, he's throwing the ball well, I think. He looked good on that first drive and things kind of cooled off. I think that he has a much better schedule coming up these next few weeks. Kansas City, Arizona, Las Vegas, Miami, four straight good matchups that he should be able to capitalize on, even with yeah. these receivers, you know, kind of being, you know, the the guys down the depth chart. But he can make them, he can make them, you know, decent and serviceable receivers. DeAndre Carter. He showed it last week that he's able to pick up a little bit of that slack. I think DeAndre Carter could be a good pickup. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and then we have Cole Komet caught five touchdowns in the past three weeks, um, you know, turning into one of Justin Fields' favorite targets. And he got, you know, a, a, a good amount of targets this week, too. High target share. So Cole Komet, somebody, if you need a tight end, more long term than Isaiah Likely. But Isaiah Likely would have more upside if Mark Andrews' injury were to persist. You know, you yeah. pick up likely for this week, but Komet will be that long-term ad if you rather have rather have him. Yeah, I, I like Cole Komet just, you know, as a tight end at this point because there aren't that many that you can pick from. You know, Hayden Hurst used to be on my radar. Now he's kind of off my radar. Um, obviously, he was on by last week, but he's kind of cooled off. A bunch of these guys, especially if you had Gerald Everett and he just got injured, you're not sure what you're mm-hmm. going to have with him moving forward. Cole Komet could be a good pickup for you. You know, these tight ends are pretty much, you know, plug, replace. It, they'll move in and out of your lineup each week, but Cole Komet, the way he's been playing, I'd be happy plugging him in. I, I don't have a problem with that. 100%. Uh, Traylon Burks at number 11, he's back. Uh, he played, you know, he ran a ton of routes in this game. Uh, he looks like he's he's fully back, and he's going to have the most opportunity out of any of these wide receivers. I know that Nick Westbrook-Akina was the guy to have a big game, but we've seen that before from him, and he's disappeared before that. So Traylon Burks is, is the guy that you want on this offense. You know, I wouldn't start him this week, but I would stash him. I would pick him up, put him on my bench, see what happens, see what the usage looks like. Uh, yeah. And that's 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 pretty much how I, I would roll with it. Yeah, but with Traylon Burks, we were kind of talking about his usage before he got injured. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that he was getting more targets. And I remember we talked about that one almost touchdown catch that wasn't. Um, he has upside. You know, he's the best receiver. I think that the Titans have moved forward and they've been hurting at receiver. I mean, what was it? Didn't know. I think the Titans had no receivers catch a ball. Was it two weeks ago? <laughs> I think there was so, one or something like that. Yeah. So somebody has to help out. They have to start using receivers at some point. Draylon Burks is going to be the guy to get the ball in the hands of. I, I think he's going to be able to do. He's going to be able to do a lot after the catch if they just give him the opportunity. Um, this offense needs a passing dimension. Obviously, Derrick Henry looked like he was shouldering the load. And he was able to just carry this offense single-handedly. Last week, that was not the case. Um, even though they did win against Denver, you know, it was Nick. We- it took a Nick Westbrook Aquina breakout game, you know, massive just overproduction to you know get them in the win column. Um, that showed that they need help at wide receiver. Traylon Burks. He should be able to, you know, kind of fit in nicely and, and get some work. He he deserves the work and he needs to get the work if this offense wants to move forward and actually stay competitive in games. For sure. I mean, 76% rap participation in his first game back, six targets, 18% target share. Solid. Solid. Yeah. Um, and you, he, that could go up moving forward. Alexander Madison, I'm gonna have him here at number 12, you know, as a long-term ad, you know. Just as a guy that you want to stash, people have been dropping him because of buys and all that. He was available in your wire. You want to stash him, put him, you know, at the end of your bench because he's somebody that, you know, if Dalvin Cook were to go down, he becomes a, uh, a hot, you know, a, a solid RB one, you know, moving forward. So these kind of guys you don't want to leave on your waiver wire this time of year. The buys are kind of reducing a little bit, not too many bye weeks. So keep that in mind. Alexander Madison, you know, just stash him right now. Yeah, he he's one of the easy stashes because he's, we know what yeah. he is as a handcuff. Exactly, exactly. He's a high end handcuff, and there's not too many of them. So yeah. he's one of the, the he's like one of the him, you know, Tony Pollard, Rashad White, you know, these guys I, are going to be the top guys. I feel like Tony Pollard is kind of ascended above the handcuff label. You know, I mean, oh, yeah, no, I know he sure. is. I, I, I just mean like, you know, if the running back in front of him were to get hurt, like, oh, yeah, what, yeah, is yeah. He, what does he become? You know, Rashad White, same thing. You know, what does he become? Yeah, you know, I think they become like solid RB1 place, you know, at the very least. Rashad White is on the brink of standalone value. Tony Pollard has a standalone value. They Alexander Madison. Value. Alexander yeah. Madison's a true handcuff where you know he's not going to get very many touches. Um, if Dalvin Cook doesn't if, if if he is playing, but once Dalvin Cook goes down, Madison's leading that backfield. 100 percent Uh Darius Slayton at 13 here. He's been leading the Giants wide receiver core, you know, over the past several weeks. You know, we wanted it to happen with Wanda Robinson, but at this point, we might have to just be a little honest with ourselves and really declare who the Giants wide receiver one is. And I think it's Darius Slayton. So yeah. You know, if you miss out on DPJ, guys like that, pick up Darius Slayton. You know, he it seems like he has around a 10-point PPR floor right now. If that's what you're looking for, just for some solid depth at wide receiver. If you're hurting there, you know, you could pick up Slayton. I would not worry about matchups with him. Um, he's got it done in, like, you know, not-so-amazing matchups. You know, it's not like he went off. Uh, you know, and I'm not saying to pick up Darius Slayton because he had that long touchdown like that was good to see uh mm-hmm. but he was on this waiver wire list before and he is going up against Detroit next week so good matchup yeah very good matchup I feel like this Giants wide receiver situation is going to be fluid you know moving forward I don't know who Isaiah Hodgins is but he had a couple catches yeah <laughs> a couple was it two days ago um Wondell Robinson I was really hoping that he would kind of you know carve himself out a role and it seems like his role is there is just minimal you know what i mean um the way that this offense is playing it runs through saquon barkley which makes sense they gave him 35 carries on sunday um so they didn't have to run the throw the ball much and with daniel jones at quarterback that might be a good thing i wouldn't trust any of these guys to have like league winning upside i would have trust any of these guys to have weak winning upside but like you said um the floor seems to be good enough with darius slayton moving forward that 
he should be able to be in your lineup and you won't have to be, you know, rolling in your sleep over him putting up two points. He should be yeah. able to catch at least a few balls for you. Exactly. Week. You know, Slayton, 24% target share this week, this past week, and he had more than 20% target share uh, in his last three games. So, you know, worth noting, and some, someone like that should be on, 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 on rosters, at least in 12-team leagues. Yeah. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, Nico Collins, you know, played over, you know, so Houston wide receivers. Brandon Cooks was stripped of his captain title. They ripped that C off his chest. He said, <laughs> give me that. You, you will not be our captain. Yeah. And they they let Nico Collins be their wide receiver one. And he did his thing. So, um, so yeah, man. Like, now at this point, you're looking at Nico Collins as their wide receiver one, potentially. Okay? Mm-hmm. He had... Did he have 10 targets or was it not? Yeah, like 10 he, targets. Yeah, he had 10 targets in this game. So, uh, something you want to look out for. He caught that touchdown. You know, they're going to be in negative game scripts a lot. So, you might want to pay attention to Nico Collins. You know, somebody that, you know, uh, ha- yeah, a lot of people were fans of Nico Collins. I'm not like a fanboy of his or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of Dynasty truthers, Dynasty guys are like Nico Collins truthers. I'm not one of them. But he has a chance now moving forward with them reducing Brandon Cook's snaps now and his routes run. We could see Nico Collins have some value the rest of the way. Yeah. The Nico Collins is getting his value primarily because Brandon Cooks is, you know, kind of being relegated to a, yeah. a, a spot a spot performance. Only, you know? only 63% of dropbacks uh route percentage for Brandon Cooks. So yeah. that's not good. That means that they're taking snaps away from him. Yeah. So th- there was a big fallout at the trade deadline, obviously, with Brandon Cooks. I think Brandon Cooks didn't realize when he signed his contract, he saw the dollar signs, you know, and he's like, all right, I'll sign this contract. And they realized that he's not going to be happy in Houston. So that's pretty obvious. It seems like the relationship between the franchise and Brandon Cooks is fractured. I think that's going to end up hurting Brandon Cooks the rest of the way. The upside that I thought Brandon Cooks had just kind of fell out. Davis Mills is not very good. So now Nico Collins becomes a wide receiver one. Davis Mills wide receiver one is on the waiver wire ladies and gentlemen who wants them we'll start bids at one dollar <laughs> you know what i'm saying i think that's what it's gonna be um, pretty much i don't think any i don't think you have trouble picking them up if you want them you shouldn't have to throw too much fab at him but um no. this is a prospective ad even though it might seem like he's right in line for uh more workload i, I think Agreed. that it's going to be a relatively low ceiling for him yeah i got deshaun watson number 15 if you need a quarterback he's gonna be coming back in week 14 i think it is no week 13 I think it's 13. Yeah. Yeah. And that's of so, course against the Texans. Who else? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, so Deshaun Watson, uh, you know, when he's back, he might become a quarterback one. He might be a high end quarterback one. Who knows? There's a lot of range of outcomes for Deshaun Watson. But if, you, if, you, if you're hurting that quarterback, you know, you didn't get a chance to pick up Justin Fields, pick up Deshaun and see what happens. That's kind of yeah. how I'm looking at it. Trey McBride, I have him at 16 here because Zach Ertz is out for the season with a knee injury, unfortunately. Yeah. So, uh, Trey McBride, you know, obviously the the most highly touted rookie tight end coming into the league. You know, he was the the first one picked in the draft. You know, he he won the Mackey Award as the best tight end last year in college football. Uh, so you know, pick him up. You know, he's 
I, I have some history with Trey McBride. Uh, you know, we we were at the Senior Bowl and like, you know, we uh, we we interviewed him and all that. It was dope as hell. He's a good dude. So I'm hoping he succeeds. But you know, he played almost every single snap in this game with when Zacherts went down. Uh, Zacherts went down pretty early in that game, and McBride basically took over that role. So he's a prospective ad. You know, I don't know how comfortable I feel starting him this week, but you know, if you're in dire, if you're if you're in need, he's going to run a ton of routes. So I wouldn't mind putting him out there, especially if Kyle Murray's playing. I wouldn't mind putting Trey McBride out there either. You know, this is like you said, the highest touted tight end prospect coming out of this year's class, and it's not like fantastic class. There's no such thing really as like an extremely good tight end class. I mean, unless maybe this one coming up. But um, with with Trey McBride, I think he can slide right into Zach Ertz's role. I, I don't think Kyler Murray's going to suddenly stop throwing the tight ends now that it's not Zach Ertz. You know, he's been using Zach Ertz the whole season. He's had a solid floor for each and every week. And that's all you can really ask for out of a tight end in 2022. So Trey McBride, if, you know, we know Zach Ertz isn't going to play. I, I feel like I'd be okay sliding him in if I don't have anybody better. If I've been streaming my tight ends the whole season, I, I put Trey McBride in and hope that he can just kind of be my my guy the rest of the way. I got Jordan McKinnon here at number 17. All he is is a depth running back. He's an RB3, PPR RB3. Just if like if I'm if you're looking for eight to ten, eight to twelve points in a PPR league. Now that the distribution is between only two running backs, McKinnon gets a slight bump here as well because yeah. he's going to be running slightly higher percentage of routes now that uh CEH is out because CEH was also running some routes too. So um, you know. If you if you if you're in a deep league and you need running backs and to get some running back depth, McKinnon it won't leave you out to dry most weeks going forward. Yeah, I, I don't think McKinnon is going to be like you said. He gets a slight bump. It's an extremely slight bump for me. The only thing that would give him that little bump would be the fact that you know Clyde Edwards-Helaire had zero carries last week. I don't think Clyde Edwards-Helaire is going to have zero carries next week or touches. I think he's going to get a couple touches at least each game. Um, it's. I think it's difficult at that point with the way they've been using him before. It's been a committee in a committee backfield for Clyde Edwards-Helaire not to touch a ball at least once, but definitely trending away from Clyde Edwards-Helaire, and that gives Jarek McKinnon that bump that you're talking about. Like you said, this isn't somebody that's going to win you your league, but if you have an injury last minute and you need somebody to start on the spot, Jarek McKinnon can do that. Definitely. Um, all right, just to wrap this up real quick, we got Kyra Williams at 18. Uh, he played a, a, a solid number of snaps. He was the passing down back in his first game with the team. Uh, Cooper Cup has, is out. So, you know, maybe some more targets going his way. Also, he has the possibility of rising to the top of this running back room ahead of Dal Henderson. So I'm still stashing him as of right now. Um, ben Skoranek, I have him at 19 here because I'm assuming, like you mentioned yesterday, he's Cooper Cup's clone. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's possible that, you know, he ends up being the primary slot receiver with Cooper Cup, you know, set to miss several weeks here. You know, at this point, he does have mm -hmm. a high ankle sprain. You're probably out four to six weeks, I'm assuming. Uh, so for the rest of the year, you might be able to, you know, depend on Skoranek as like a PPR wide receiver three. That's kind of his ceiling to me. Um, yeah. So he's a perspective ad. I don't want to start him, but I wouldn't be surprised if like, you know, after week 11, Skoranek has like nine targets. With for like 67 yards, right? So yeah. like that's kind of what I'm picking him up for. Yeah, the floor is what you're picking up Ben Skoranek for. I would actually put him over Kyron Williams just because I think Skoranek is more in line for more workload. And maybe it's just me undervaluing running backs in the ra waiver wire. You know, I just said that I put Paris Campbell, Kadarius Tony, Christian Watson over like Rashad White. And um, I forget who the other guy was. Um, that we Pacheco? Already. 
Yeah, Pacheco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I already forgot. Yeah, I'm so hyped up on Pacheco that I forgot where he was <laughs> ranked on a, ranked on these uh, waiver wire pickup rankings. But yeah, I, I would put Ben Skoranek over him just because I think that his workload's a little bit more guaranteed. Daryl Henderson did score a touchdown last week. Um, obviously, we're not going to anticipate that every week. The way yeah. that this Rams backfield is, the offense is not very good. Um, they were missing Stafford last week. I think he does come back, and it'll be a little bit better. But the touchdown upside remains relatively low, especially with Cooper Cup out. It should be interesting to see. I'm a little bit worried about this Rams offense now that Cooper Cup is out. Yeah. He was driving the offense forward, and without that, things could get messy. They're going to suck. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Isaiah McKenzie, I hear, had number 20. Just to wrap it up, He his wrap percentage has been increasing a ton. Ran 80% on drop of dropbacks this past week. So worth noting, even though he didn't have a huge game, you know, you want to pay attention to Josh Allen's wide receivers, right? And yeah, uh, yeah that's pretty much it. We're going to wrap it up here, guys. Uh, we appreciate everybody for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, check me out on Instagram at Upper Hand Fantasy. Jack is at Zach is at Upper Hand Zach on Instagram as well. And yeah, subscribe to the podcast. It means the world to us. Appreciate you guys. Take it easy. It's good luck on waivers. See ya. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 